When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Jess. And I'm Tay. And you're listening to Tobin Tonight. So we are here with Tay and Jess from Jess and Tay. Uh, The first thing I wanted to do right off the hop and maybe you guys will get the reference, maybe you won't, but Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales, come along to Dragon Tales. <laughs> I don't think Dragon that's Tales was my show. I saw this live Dragon Tales, like live action. Like that was my no. thing. <laughs> I, I just enjoyed it because, like, I tell people, like, before they come on, I'm like, it's like a Tinder date, except you actually show up. And the whole point is, like, I know a little bit about you, but not to the point where we're at, like, a lunch with two people. And it's like, yeah, I know all the facts on you, so this is pointless. It's like, I know yeah. a- enough. I know enough that I showed up. Let's put it that way. And then you're going to tell me more so I can decide whether I want to stay or go. There you go. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like that because doing a little bit of research, I was surprised because I can't remember what the question was. It was just a very weird answer at the first bit. I know what you're like, talking about. Yeah, it was like, uh, I think we're like the two-headed monster from like the Dragon Tales. Zach and Wheezy, two heads are better than one. Yeah, exactly. I like how you guys remember that because I was like, I remember Dragon Tales, but it's not my like go-to in like an interview. And I'm not giving you an insult or anything like that. I'm just like, it's interesting and it's refreshing because most people are like, oh, well, like she's like the bad girl and I'm the good girl or I keep her in line and she keeps me in line. I'm like, Okay, I get it. But if someone ever asked me a question of like, hey, like, you know, what did you inspire to be? I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I loved Little Bear. <laughs> I inspired <laughs> to be Little Bear. <laughs> yeah, we, I remember that, though, because like when we thought of it, we thought it was like such a good answer. We were like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's like the best thing we could have possibly said. I think we wrote that like back in like 2016, like when that was, we like, first started. Yeah, one of the first like actual like interview things that we did and we were like trying to figure out like the best answer because we were like, what is someone not going to say? <laughs> like, I'm yeah. so clever. The first real question I want to get into with you guys is now I come from a Carleton University background. So there's a part of me that's like, ooh, Humber, ooh, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I'm, I'm kidding. It's long. It's long due. We don't have grudges. Uh, <laughs> but tell me why essentially both of you chose Humber. Because I know it's kind of like one's from Pickering, one's from Hamilton. It's pretty much like, hey, let's kind of keep it within the realm of Ontario. Let's not go too, too far. But why Humber? Well, initially, the school that I wanted to go to was Berkeley in Boston. So I did a five-week summer program there. And I actually did get in. But it's just too expensive. And like, especially being an international student and with the American-Canadian conversion rate, it's just like, no. So Humber was the closest program to that. It was the only one that really did contemporary and did it really well. Um, so just decided to go there. I was going to go to Carleton, though. That was one of my choices. Did get in there. My dad played football there back in the day. So 
bonus points there. What do you got, Tay? What do you got for your bonus points? Oh, yeah. So mine's not very exciting at all. Actually. I was looking into schools and Humber was the only one musically that caught my eye. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to apply here. And that's the only place I'm going to apply to. And if I get in, it's meant to be. And if I don't, shit happens. But yeah, and then I ended up getting in and that's my story. <laughs> Really? Like you, so basically you put like all your eggs in one basket pretty much. So like, I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, Tay, like, so what would have happened if you didn't get in? Like, what, did you have a backup plan? Um, no, I probably would have <laughs> taken a year off and done music and then tried to apply again. <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. It's just interesting to me because I, I always grow up thinking, you know, just the culture down here or just what you get instilled in you. It's like, I went to Mun down here, Memorial University, and it was either Mun or Kona, and that was it. It's like once you came out of high school, I'm like, I, I'm kind of over high school. I don't want to go to a bigger high school where yeah. it's like, hey, all the kids that you knew from the city, they're going to be in this university with you, and they're going to remember you as that smart little jerk kid. So you don't grow up. So I was like, no, maybe I'll go to Carleton and do a communications degree where people don't know who you are. So I thought that was kind of interesting because um, I, I originally applied not to, I think I applied for Humber for like comedy. And I was like, okay, why am I going to Humber for comedy? But yeah, to each their own. But I did think it was interesting that, of course, you guys are roommates. Did you ever clash as roommates or was it just instant like, you're my sister. I love you. We're going to get along. <laughs> well, what happened was we met at like a two day prep course and we said, you know, we really clicked as friends. And then we were like, if we both get in, let's be roommates. And so like, obviously we lived together all through university. So for four years. Yeah. So obviously sometimes it was good and sometimes it was not good, but yeah, we got along for the most part. We, we were kind of good at kind of like just hashing it out and like letting it be. So when we did argue, it was kind of just like, that was really mean, but like, do you want to watch Netflix now? Together? Yeah, so. like popping your head into each other's rooms, like, so, um, are you so mad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there ever, because sometimes people say those things and just be like, yeah, we should totally be roommates, but were there ever like times where you actually had to seriously sit down and be like, okay, if we're going to be roommates, like, this is what's going to happen. Did you have to clash with different personalities at the time? Or are you pretty much similar? Honestly, no, yeah. No. I think we talked about it once and then we like continuously like kind of talked throughout that year. And yeah. then like, once we both got in, we were like, Oh, she's so still, you still good. You still good. And then we were like, yeah. And then it just, yeah. yeah. We never really were like, Oh, I don't know. Like, what do you think? We just kind of were like, no, it just makes the most sense. All right. Like, yeah, I'll give it a chance. But what happens if it goes sour? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I honestly never really looked at it that way, no, but that like, is right. a way to look at it sometimes. But yeah, I just we got along so well at first that I never really was like, oh, I don't think like like anything would happen. Like obviously we've had our fair share of like disagreements and stuff, but yeah. all friends. Do, so I mean, if all friends didn't have their fair share of arguments, I mean, are you really friends? It's like that right. thing where it's like, tell that me your friends without actually telling me your friends. It's like, well, we had this battle one time and like high school i'm like okay that's fair you guys still yeah. talk yeah okay <laughs> did you guys like bond really over the fact that both of you were into music and both of you wanted to be singers because i know jess when you were doing I, I i say jess just because i'm assuming most of the time when it's through the jess and tay instagram like both of you could answer it i'm just assuming it's jess at this point but it's like i seen one of the instagram posts where it's like when you perform as single artists 
and then you join up as a team. And I think that's the first one that I kind of commented on for you guys. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting backstory. So getting into that a little bit, did your bond start with music and then decide, hey, both of us like music. We're both, we could both do this together. Honestly, I I think part of it obviously was that, you know, we both liked music. We were going to the same program. We liked the same kind of things. But like, we never really started singing together until like second semester. And so I don't know, like we kind of just clicked as friends. And then one night we were like, do you want to write a song together? And we did. And then we decided that we sounded really good together and our song turned out good. And we were like, maybe this could be a thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think we like initially went into it thinking like, Oh yeah, we can be this power duo. Like, yeah, we were just like, she's pretty chill. Like, do you think we can live with her? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think we definitely clicked on like more of a personal level. Yeah. We clicked on a musical level level because we just were like, Oh, we're like very much similar. Like, we kind of like were the same in high school. So we figured like we'd get along really well. And then like from there we were like, oh, we like click really well musically. Like after we wrote together the first time was definitely when we realized like, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> Did you ever kind of both perform on your own and like kind of like the trials and tribulations that go along with that? Like, cause sometimes as a single act, you're kind of like, okay, I think I'm good. It's like the crowd thinks I'm okay but it's just not going for me. But then the moment like you join up with someone else, it's almost like, oh, wow, like see how well they both do together. I'm like, yeah, but you know that they're both talented regardless. Like the example that I give is we had this guy on our podcast, I believe not that long ago, it was Carlton Stone from Port Cities. And he had mentioned that three of them were individual acts at one point doing all like the East Coast shows down here. And people were kind of giving them attention and they performed together one time at this festival and people were like, Oh, that sounds good. Next year, same thing, same lineup. They just changed it from like Carlton, so-and-so and so-and-so to port cities. And next minute they just kind of blow up. I'm like, I don't get it. Like they're the same people. <laughs> like they just, it's like me going up and calling this podcast Toba tonight and like no one listens. And then the next week I come back and be like, nineties talk was Tobin. And it's like, Oh my God, I love that guy. It's like, he didn't change. I don't know like I don't think well because we were so young when we decided to form the duo like I had done performing and stuff on my own throughout high school and like contests like went down to Nashville a few times did writing and stuff oh, like nice. that but I don't think there was ever a moment where I was like maybe we'd be better as a duo like better than we are on our own I just always thought of it as like people seem to like it we posted one YouTube video and it's like we say this all the time but like it's fun like it's more yeah. fun doing it with someone else like you get to perform with your best friend and like have a career with your best friend it's like can't yeah. get better tell that to robin adelini no no no, no. <laughs> tell tell her to be like hey like bring in your friends once in a while you know when she goes on instagram and shares these stories like everyone does she had down jess and pay as one of the songs that she was referencing and this is where i want to give you it's not a backhanded compliments so i don't hope you take it that way but it might come across that way but it's like i heard the song and i was like okay and then i think right after that she had ellie king with miranda one of their songs that they recently had out and i was like okay i'm getting a lot of robin adelini story highlights here and she's putting a lot of music into it that isn't hers which i was like okay that's what people do but i didn't notice much of a difference between the two i was like if you told me who 
Ellie King is. And of course, you know, E.T., she's getting interviewed all over the place. And then Jess and Taya was like, oh, they're going to be from Nashville too, right? They're like a Nashville country song too. And then it's like, oh no, they're from Ontario. I'm like, but they both sound great. So I hope that's not like a backhanded compliment because in a way it's like, hey, you guys are from Ontario and this girl's from down in the States. But I wouldn't know the difference. Only for Rob and Adelini said, oh yeah, I miss like sitting around and having like wine with you guys. I was like, she gets to sit around with and have wine with people from Nashville? Like, oh, no, never mind. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very nice compliment actually. Cause it's nice to see that like, we're not just like, based here and people don't just think of us as like just one thing like we could be yeah I think that like also what a lot of artists especially in country the big thing is like the Nashville sound for you to say that you couldn't tell the difference means that we're doing something right I think it's also in the world which again I, I like it I, it's not that I'm, I'm shitting on it but it's like if you went back say with Garth Brooks Tim McGraw Reba, it's very country. You go to a, like much music and you'd hear like Backstreet Boys and Sync. It's like there's no way you'd get them mixed up. But now it's kind of like you have a country pop, but you have Shania, you have Taylor, you have songs that are you're listening to and you're like, is this country? Is it pop? Is it gonna be like you know, 10 years from now where you'll have I don't know, you'll see a kid on the street and be like, What's your favorite kind of music? They're like, I like alternative country pop. I'd be like, What is that? When you listen to, I guess, country music now. Do you get that kind same kind of vibe? Because some people like the old country. Some people are like, I'm okay with the new. But what's your take? I like the direction country is going in. Like, I just don't think that there needs to be, like, barriers between music anymore. Because it just, like, makes it so much better when you, like, put them all together. But I do think the one thing that, like, does still keep it country when it's, like, a country artist doing, like, a pop country song. Like, I don't know. I just think, like, lyrics and country music delve yeah. a little deeper still which is great a lot of songwriters still really like take the time and like make sure that these lyrics are something that like people actually want to hear and listen to as opposed to just a lot of repetitive things which yeah. i still think like is great and that's still kind of keeping the country roots because that to me is like lyrically in country like nothing beats it i think that like to what tay said like growing up in ontario like i grew up in hamilton it's like there's so many different genres of music that are like constantly just being thrown at you. Like if you listen to whatever station, a pop station, you might hear a country song, you'll hear a rock song, you'll hear an EDM song. You're not only hearing like pop music. So I think that especially at our age, we're influenced by a lot of other genres, not only country, even if we did primarily listen to country. And that's all around the world today. So I think that the reason that pop country is going in this direction and why it does so well is because the audience now is so used to having so much content thrown at them. That's so different. So having like a mashup of genres is almost more pleasing to the year for them. That's a really good answer. Because I know for me and a lot of the acts that we've had on, like Sarah Wicked had mentioned it, I think Kira Isabella, they kind of say that Shania Twain's Up album really kind of inspired them, really kind of yeah. got them into that kind of, I guess, rhythm or music of saying like, oh, wow, like we can be from Canada and be successful at the same time in this field. And it doesn't have to be strictly country because mm -hmm. as much as you give, say, Shania credit for being a crossover in country pop, it's like I can still listen to Terry Clark and feel the same thing of going like, you know, she's great. It doesn't have to be labeled one or the other, but for some people, it's kind of like, well, it's nice that you have country pop. Like 
Tell yeah. me like some people that you looked up to in music that you kind of modeled, I guess, your voice after, or you thought like, when you heard them, you're like, oh, I, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. For me, I mean, obviously I listened to like Taylor Swift, like Carrie Underwood growing up and stuff, but I was like, my parents listened to a lot of like Beatles, Queen, ABBA, like all that kind of stuff. So I was brought up on that and like, that's like my music of choice to listen to. So um, a lot of that, like I listened to, you know, the way that Freddie Mercury like manipulated his voice and I kind of drew from there. But I think that surprisingly enough, the person that I really learned how to sing on was Christina Aguilera. I have a very like loud and powerful voice when I'm belting. So Christina Aguilera was like another singer who did that. So I would try to, you know, sing her songs and sing them like she did so that I could learn how to kind of like control my belts so that it didn't sound like I was yelling. But yeah, then obviously just, you know, the chicks, Taylor Swift, Carrie, Shania, all the big country gals. I do like your answer. And the thing that you were mentioning about, of course, Christina Aguilera and practicing her voice. The one thing, and it's not to make fun of you because it just came to my mind, was the video that always pops up. I'm like, I don't know if it's on TikTok because we're, we're older than that. It's like on YouTube, it would come up of the girl who's trying to sing to hit the right note. And then she keeps on like trying to hit oh it and she screams. God. She's like, <laughs> like ah! and then she's just like, I can do it. I can do it. That I'm just video, like, that's like unlocked <laughs> a memory in my brain. Is that, yeah. you, is that you? No, no. You um, and, and Kate, who are some people that you listen to or decide to model your kind of, I guess, tone or sound after? I think like I'm kind of the same as Jess. Like growing up, my parents listened to like all kinds of genres of music. Like my dad was really into like rock and like alternative rock. So like the Foo Fighters, my dad would always listen to. And I was like, hell yeah, but I could never <laughs> sing like that. But uh, and obviously like the chicks were a huge influence in my life. And also like Avril Lavigne was also like my first concert I ever went to. So like I would always sing her songs. So I guess like I never really like tried to like sing like someone because I grew up singing classical music because I started when I was like super, super young. So like that was the first like big taste of like singing I ever got was singing like that. So uh, I guess I just kind of like, once I started playing guitar and then I was like covering other people's music, then I was like, oh, I want to sound like this person or oh, I want to sound like that person. And it was probably like more like of the country style because when I did start playing guitar, that was when I really, really got into like country music. So I definitely like, tried to sing like the chicks and I tried to sing like Taylor Swift when like she had her first like few albums out and like all that kind of stuff doing the twang and everything but I definitely have like a bunch of different genres but I never really like tried to really stay. hard stay in one lane <laughs> I'm just thinking of the answer of like Avril Lavigne like so were you like singing in the backyard of Skater Boy my shit yeah oh yeah i'm pretty sure at the concert i was so young i think i was in grade like three when i went to the first concert i fell asleep before she even came on so yeah, if you ever meet her that's a story like to to be like yeah it's like the first concert that i went to it's like you came on and i dozed and they'd be like what like, no no not like that i was tired i was tired yeah. Like yeah. Avril, if you're listening, go on a reunion tour so I can actually see the concert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's how I feel if I ever meet like Conan O'Brien. I'm like, listen, I didn't know a lot about your late night stuff, but when you did the Tonight Show, he's like, really? The Tonight Show? That's when you tuned in when I had to move to LA? And I'm like, listen, like, don't don't hate me. I watched. I was maybe the one of a hundred people who watched you. Like, stop. <laughs> just, just stick with me. 
you were talking about, of course, your musical influences, going to Humber and getting in the program and being roommates. But were there times when you were first going on stage as a duo, getting nervous? Did anyone have to talk the other one like kind of down? Like, because I imagine the first time doing anything, whether it's like on your own or as a duo, it's like, all right, how are we going to sound? Like, I know we we think we sound great, but yeah. what are they going to think? <laughs> I mean, interestingly enough, our first like real show was the Boots and Hearts Emerging Artist Showcase that year. So we had rehearsed it like so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then when we got there, I do remember like being on side stage and just being like, I'm so fucking nervous right now. Yeah. Like we both were and we were just like, we're going to kill it. Like just both talking to each other. Like, yeah, I, I don't think either of us really like talked the other one up. We kind of were both just like, yeah, we're going to do a great job. Like this is going to be sick. Don't worry about it. Whatever happens will be fine. <laughs> but then like after that, it kind of just got easier and we stopped really getting nervous. Yeah. And then we had the other one to lean on if we messed up. (laughs) Exactly. Like I was going to say again, like going back to like doing things separately and like doing things together. Like I'd say like whenever I used to do shows like growing up and I was alone, I was like a bag of like jitters. Like my parents would tell you I was the most nervous human being on the earth. And like, I think as soon as I started doing shows with Jess, I was like, Oh hell yeah. Like this, the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, but just doing it together, like, again, it makes it so much more fun. And like, I just felt so comfortable. And like, when we went on stage to do Boots that year, I think we both blacked out. We got off and we were like, what the heck just happened? Like, we had to watch videos and be like, oh, I did that? I That was me? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have to rethink that one. Well, it, it's good to black out after the fact not on stage because yeah, that's that's a whole different that's a whole different show you're a part of there yeah we're both like did it sound fine like i i couldn't even hear myself i don't know what was happening like no clue no clue and everyone was like you killed it i'm like are you sure and then i watched the video and i was like yeah i was like i don't know it's almost like you know blacking out after the fact and people are telling you oh yeah you sound good it's like okay well that's good like boots and hearts was your 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 rise because a lot of people start with boots and hearts I'm not like so familiar with Boots and Hearts coming from the East Coast, but I'm assuming it's kind of like when you have a festival down here that's big, like the, the whole kind of town, city, country knows about it. And it's a launching point yeah. per se. Yeah. It's almost like, I guess, a Canadian or a country music version maybe of like much music. When you get on much music at the time, it's almost like yeah. we're going to launch you. But I think that's interesting because I can imagine if you blacked out on stage, it's like, uh, our music careers might be over, but send this to AFV. We might have a chance to win some big cash. The other thing that I really thought was kind of interesting when you mentioned about Boots and Hearts is the amount of acts that do go to Boots and Hearts and you don't know them at the time, but they end up coming bigger through Boots and Hearts. Like I believe Robin Adelini said on hers, like she was, it was like the top, she didn't get top one, but it was like top three. And I kind of made the joke to her of like, why don't you just name it number two or runner up? She's like, well, I didn't actually win runner up because there was two other people. I was like, that's so stupid. Like just have a number two, number three, who's getting offended. You can, you, you play somewhere at a boots and hearts festival, yeah. but yeah. you see the acts that kind of come out of that and then go to other places. Like you do have your, your rec laws. You have Robin Alini. I think Sarah Wicked had mentioned as well. Um, I don't know if she was on it. I believe she was, but she mentioned that that's one thing that she either got to do or wanted to do, but it's cool to see like you're getting recognition for this stuff. And of course, now you're up for, you're nominated for an award. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's a big kind of feather in your cap. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely, it's crazy. 
Yeah. It's really exciting because like, as Robin mentioned, we were in that same contest with her. Like we were that yeah. same year and it's kind of cool because we got to play at Boots in a contest and now we're playing there this summer as like just an act and like not yeah. in, in the contest, which is like kind of a full circle moment. It's like, okay, we're only here because we're in this contest, but like this year they actually want us here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I liked your story, though, behind, like, the Boots and Hearts, because I believe one of you was getting ready to go to an exam. And I can imagine, now, in my mind, it could be totally different. But I, like, let me imagine. Someone gets an email and someone's like, I don't believe this is real. It's like, I have to go to an exam. It's like, get back here. Like, you read this to me to make sure this is legit. It's like, so you basically want me to fail my exam just because you don't believe in this email? Take, take me to that process, because I can imagine that both of you were excited, but there, was there one point of time, maybe Tay, where you kind of like, just God, like, let me go. I have other things to do. I can talk to you later about this. That's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jesse was the one going to her exam, so. Taylor is always like the one who's like, I have ideas, let's talk to talk. I'm like, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that time was, it was pretty cool. I was uh, okay with the intro yeah. at, at that you, point. I can just yeah. imagine. I can just imagine because it's just like it's you. You hear of a lot of people that will say like, "Oh, they missed this call," and then that changed their whole perspective of where they went with life, or they got the call. But I like how yours was like, oh, "I was kind of groggy," but then <laughs> I said it was boots and hearts, and I was like, "Yeah, I might want to take this." And I was like, "No shit, you might want to take it." What are you gonna yeah. do? Be like, "Sorry, like I was sleeping and I didn't really get your call." And be like, "Oh, that's great." <laughs> awesome like yeah, sure it was definitely like crazy i do remember that day and like i forget was it you or was it me that saw the email maybe it was both you saw the email time. because we yeah. were we were both getting we were like both awake but taylor it was our elective so like yeah we didn't have the same exam whereas mm -hmm. like all of our other classes we did so like i was literally had my backpack on like leaving out the door and she's like jess and she came into the kitchen and she's like, uh, we're like in the Boots and Hearts Emerging sh Artist Showcase. And I was like, what? She's like, look at the email. And I'm like, oh shit, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> and then we like celebrate so later. Don't want to go, but gotta yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tay, Tay's just like, so what do you want? It's like a Seinfeld moment. It's like, what do you want me to do with this information? Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've got this. I'm all hyped up and you're just going to leave for your exam? Like, who, who the fuck <laughs> do you think you are leaving me? <laughs> Like just in time for your exam it's like you go in and be like hey listen we're about to like be super famous so i don't know if you want to like write this exam off for me they're like who are you like how did you like do i know you it's like yes i'm, I'm yes i'm jess of jess and tay it's like oh sorry i didn't notice you without the other one and vice versa i didn't know tay without jess it's like that's so insulting <laughs> Yeah, but I think like you said, like how you said like something can change your like whole perspective on something. Like I think like us getting into the showcase and like performing that year was like probably like one of the big reasons why we did become a duo because yeah. we were like, oh wow, if like all these people think that we can do it, then why the hell not? You know, like it was definitely like a huge push for us to like move forward together and be like, oh yeah, like this makes sense. Like why not? Right. Yeah, it really boosted our confidence too. Just because we were just starting out and we we're like, okay, this might not work. We might not be good. And then, you know, to have that be like our first big performance was a really good 
confidence booster for us and I think really helped us along the way when we started doing more things because we already thought, okay, like some people like this. Fair, fair enough. The other thing <laughs> yeah. that I thought was kind of a little bit interesting as well is, you know, getting getting nominated. Was it the same kind of reaction? Did someone get the email? Did you did you learn from your first experience? No, <laughs> no. Every time we've been nominated, like, because they do it in like different tiers, like second ballot, first ballot, there's been someone that texts me or like texts one of us and they're like, congratulations on this. this." And I'm like waking up from sleep and I'm like, oh, thank you. I didn't even know, but thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, because like they don't email you right away. They just like post on Instagram, like group or duo nominees. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I don't even think they tagged us either. That's a weird way to find out. Imagine yeah, if it was like, it's like yeah, it's like the winners are Jess and Tay. You're like at home, like, well, oh, it'd be nice if we knew. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can, even I, for their like, the CMAOs did like an artist of the month thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea until like the middle of the month when someone yeah. was like, oh, this is cool. Like, you guys are artists of the month. We're like, what? Yeah, yeah they like, posted it like at the beginning of the month. Yeah, it's Here like, we are, it's like, like the yeah. middle of the nineteenth of the month. We're like, thank you so much for like making us your artist yeah. of the month. Yeah, it's almost like I don't know if you guys did this up away. I know we did. I I feel like it's kind of universal in school, but it's like when you have when you're in younger grades and they give you like the student of the week or even like the student of the month. I feel like they have to do it by week because there's twenty odd students and there's not twenty odd months. And then it's like you'd have parents like. Why? What did my kid do to you that makes? Why? What did she ever do to you? It's like she's going to be like crucified for the rest of her life because she didn't win a student of the month in grade four. I'm like, she'll get over it. She'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, um, don't gonna make or break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I remember, in st- like, it's like a student of the week where it'd be like, okay, they tell you on Friday, like, just say it's like a kid named Nathan. Nathan, you had a great week. Brian, the next week, he's like, oh, I'm already done. It's like, yeah, it's called a week, Nathan. Um, so then you'd go in and like on Monday you'd have your own little desk and like show everything that you liked, like your favorite toy, your favorite movie, all this kind of crap that no, no four-year-old or someone in grade four gives a shit. They might come over and be like, I didn't know Brian liked wrestling. It's like, no, he talks about it all the time. Great to know him. I, I look at that as if to say, if the teacher told you Wednesday, Hey, student of the week, you got it this week. I'm like, well, thanks. I only have now a day to bring it all in. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, did you guys ever have that in school? I'm pretty sure. I don't think I ever did. Elementary school, but I never yeah. got them. So. Oh, well, see, you're that you're that kid who's like later later on, like be like, go to that teacher, be like, what did I do to you? What did I do to upset you? Why didn't I win? <laughs> Why did I get one student in the week? Come on. <laughs> you know what we did have at my high school? We had like this Peter Pit athlete of the week, where if you were the okay. athlete of the week, you won like a Peter Pit gift card, <laughs> and. I remember because I played basketball through high school and I was like, if I don't want to pay the pit of the month of the week this year, like <laughs> it's going to be, I didn't even care for the gift card, but I was yeah, like, I she's going down pit athlete of the week to be cool. You're like, I yeah. am Peter Pitt yeah. athlete of the week. And I did. So. You, you did? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Jess, I feel like not to, not to diminish that, but I feel like rumor got around that if you didn't win, that something bad was going to happen. And they were just like, just give it to her. Just give Probably. it to her. <laughs> the other thing I kind of want to get into with you, we were talking a little bit about the 90s, a little bit about like things that, of course, some people that you grew up listening to, some kind of TV shows. I thought it would be kind of interesting or fun to name some things that 
you liked back then that aren't around right now. Like I'll give you the example of when I was younger and, and it's probably a different channel from where you're to, but we had channel 70, which was a pay-per-view channel. So it would show you previews to movies and it sounds like a really weird thing for a kid to say or do. I would, of course, I'm not going to order it because I don't have a visa or credit card, but someone would be like, do you want to watch that later? Like a parent would come in and be like that. Do you want to watch that movie later? And I'm like, now nah, I'll just stick and watch like the 12 previews on repeat the whole day. They're like, oh, oh, okay. You might want to get him checked out because he doesn't want to watch the movie. He just wants to watch the preview. And even to this day, I will watch movie previews and be like, oh, that looks really good. They'd be like, do you want to go see it? I'm like, yeah, no. I just want to watch this preview like 12 more times. I get the gist of the movie, like Spider-Man. Like I've seen maybe Tobey Maguire's Spider-Mans, but not other ones. They look good. Oh yeah. You know, like let's go see it. I'm like, yeah, I get the gist. So like name something like that you missed, I guess, back in the day that isn't around now. I, I go back to like what you said about movies. Like we used to have, okay. Obviously there was like blockbuster, but in Hamilton we had like this steel city video. Okay. We rent a place. And, like, they sold all your favorite snacks. And, like, me and my mm -hmm. mom and my brother would go there, like, every week and get a movie. And I'm sure there's still movies we forgot to bring back in the basement, like, right now. Oh, yeah. But, like, I loved going to rent movies. And, like, me and my boyfriend even sometimes still at Walmart, how they have, like, the $5. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll just reach in and grab one and buy it. Because it's, like, with Netflix and everything now, it's, like, everything's at your fingertips. And sometimes it's, like, just nice to have, like, Oh yeah, that's the new movie. I like want to watch that. I want to get the DVD and watch it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I kind of miss that. Before before Tay gives an example there, it's like when you mention that, sometimes I feel when I do that at Walmart, when you go through like the five dollar disc rack thing, it's like almost like someone's like, geez, look at how cheap he is. It's like, excuse me, how old are you? They're like, I'm 16. I have a Netflix account. I'm like, is it yours? Is it yours? And they'll be like, they'll right. be like walking away. I'm like, hold on, you answer my question. Is it yours? <laughs> and they'll be like, no, I'd be like, well, then you'll be down here in another 10 years and you'll be going through this disc rack too, trying to find your favorite show. I'm Listen, paying $5 I, for this movie. Yeah, yeah. $0 for your movies. Yeah, yeah. I did it at Christmas. I went out to Walmart and got like, I, I, I already had it, but sometimes when you really, really like movies or DVDs and you play them so often, it's like, it doesn't hurt to have a backup, especially if it's five bucks. Mr. Deeds is my all time favorite movie. So I think I got three copies of that. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey, went out and got that twice. And I can't believe it's like 20 years because I have a niece and she's like, oh, I love this. I'm like, oh, that's great. And then it's like when it shows up on the screen of like when it was made, I'm like, I, I got to go take a, a little bit of a moment. And she's like, you're not going to come back and watch it. I'm like, I will. But I need the moment to realize that it has been like 20 odd years since that movie's out because I have brothers that like idolize, say, the National Lapoon or like home alone and they'll be they're like macaulay culkin's age and i'm like macaulay culkin's like 20 right and they're like no yeah, right yeah he's not he's not i'm like no. i watch this movie still and you're telling me when it came out that i was either not born or just a fetus like yeah i'm not okay with that, I'm not okay with that. so tay give me some examples i guess or an example of something that's not around anymore that you really miss or enjoyed okay honestly i would say like a walkman because oh, really? like yeah, I remember I had a Walkman and like that was my shit to just like pop in a CD on your way to like your grandma's house, pop on your headphones, just stare at the window and like you're in that movie, you know? <laughs> but like, and I also just miss like getting like CDs as presents. Yeah. Okay. Like when you were younger, like you were like, oh my God, like 
that new Taylor Swift albums coming out or like whatever it was that was your shit. And then you would get it for Christmas and you're like, all right, see you guys in um, a couple hours and then go listen to it now, right? Like, I just miss like pulling a CD in and like listening to it. Now it's so like sad that not a lot of people buy albums anymore or even like listen to full albums anymore. When we were younger, like that was all we could do. We would listen to the full album and know every single word to that song, yeah. like to that album, like front and back, cover to cover. Like I remember, so One Tree Hill is like one of my all time favorite shows and their soundtrack is so good. Like to this day, still yeah. listening to it. And I remember I would sit on my computer on LimeWire and like Lime. download <laughs> the songs from One Tree Hill and like burn them on a CD and walk around with my Walkman or play them in my room on a CD. And I was like, this is sick. And like I used to make like playlists and road mixes that I put in the car with like a CD. And now it's like, mm-hmm. you just do it on your phone. But like, it was such a different time. Like you yeah. put so much effort to like, burn that physical CD, download all the songs. Now you can just like click download on an album. But like credits to us for like knowing how to do that. Like, right? yeah. <laughs> now like, like burn what onto who? Yeah. Like also I, I think, one more thing. Do you no, remember no, you get cereal boxes and you would get the games inside the cereal boxes, like the disc oh, game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were, those were also, I, 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 like, I like how when you said that you clapped like, like oh yeah those that those that, that's it that, that's those my are stuff so, those were so fun and then you'd like go to school and you'd be like do you have this one and they're like no and you're like ah well it's good it's a good one that's, that's how we grew up to be dicks because we would just go like you know like oh we didn't like say like oh i can give it to you or lend it to you it's like mm. or it's like if you go to school it's like do you hear the new Backstreet Boys song? It's like, no. It's like, oh, I guess you weren't home sick yesterday and missed it on much music when they were premiering it. And it's like, no, I went to school like a normal like person. Like, That's what happens when you go to school. It's like- oh my gosh. I remember, I think I was in grade seven or eight and we had like a computer class and it was the Justin Bieber um, and Chris Brown. What's that song called? And all me and my friends in our computer class were like sitting there waiting for this music video to come out yeah. on Much Music on the online one. That's just like literally, like you would never do that now. It's just like I'm just pulling no. up on YouTube. It's coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's so weird when you say that because I remember being home like sick from school and I remember it was like NSYNC's Bye 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 came out. And I, I like music videos. I still do to this day. I think there's a lot more effort put in back in the day to a music video than it is now. Some will argue, but I remember sitting at home and it's like, it's like world premiere of NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye. And I'm like, I'm a Backstreet Boys fan through and through. But I was like, yeah, it's like, cool. I'm going to be home and watch this for like the first time. And yeah. it's interesting. And I remember going to school the next day and mentioning it to someone. And now today they'd be like, oh yeah, can you do that later? Or oh, you do that right now. And, but they were like, you motherfucker. Like, I have to go home now and watch much music for three straight hours, just hoping that yeah, that music video plays. But you learn a lot more that way. Like I know it's a different generation. Like people now can go on the iTunes store and find their song, but they can also see what's top playing. Like, you know, and then that's kind of sometimes how I get my music is just like, oh, like I want to kind of keep up with today's generation. Let's see what's, and then there, you'll hear one song. You're like, why, why do I bother? It's like, I, I, I don't get it. But yeah, like like what Tay was saying, I remember at Christmas I had like a boombox 
And I think it was like a Backstreet Boys CD. It was like black and blue. So many songs I'll remember on that that weren't even released for music videos, but you remember them. And then I don't know why I'm assuming that my mom overheard me one day when I was 13 say that I thought Ashley Simpson was cute. And then she was like, hey, Brian, here's a Christmas gift, an Ashley Simpson CD. And you had like two people over. I was like, oh, this could not go more worse. I was like, <laughs> if it's like between me and you, great. Like, but now there's two people from my class that are going to like, do you know that Brian has an Ashley Simpson CD? It's like, <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. Let's tease him for life. But now if you go and tell someone, yeah, I downloaded a Taylor Swift song, what are you going to do? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I really like that song. Cool. Cool dude. I'm like, that's it? Like, you're not going to ridicule me? It's like, no, man, that sounds stupid. Why would I ridicule you? I'm like, I am so confused. <laughs> um, I saw this, like, TikTok of this guy, and it was like, when you go to school, when you're going to school in elementary school, and you're like, yeah, yeah I hate Justin Bieber. Like, who you yeah. like his music, but then, like, on your walk home, you're listening to one time, and you're yeah. headphones. Oh, yeah. I think there was actually a legitimate point where I think everyone goes through and it's not that it's like bad mouthing these acts, but it's like, I had to kind of get away from popping a little bit because it's like, that could be your closet pop where it's like, I have to go home and listen to this. I can't listen to this out in public. And then you, that's when you discover like all time low or angels and airwaves or like some 41. You're like, yeah, oh, this is great. And they're just they're like, you really like this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. awesome. And then you grow, it grows on you, but there's a point of view that's like, how is this different than pop? Oh, just because they're singing a little bit more harshly? It's like, <laughs> because they're not dancing around? Like, I'm sorry. And another one that I, I guess would kind of come up with, because you mentioned about LimeWire. Did you ever have on LimeWire, because I know I've done this a lot, because you don't see it. In real time now, you can listen to a song and be like, oh, that's not the right song. You go home, download a CD, and then you'd have the whole like, I did not have an affair with that woman. You're like, that is not the song I wanted. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it would you say would it, like, and then, like, it would be a remix, or, like, someone yeah. would have, like, remixed the song themselves, and you're listening to it, yeah. and you're like, what? You they listen to, like, no. the first few, like, like, the first minute, and it's, like, yeah. normal, and then in the middle, it's, like, someone's life story or, like, their testimony of something, and you're just, like, not to re-burn this entire CD. Yeah. yeah, just not listen to that song. Well, I, I was a rookie when it came to burning CDs because my brother, which was like, of course, I call him the, the veteran of CDs because he had like 20. He would put different songs on all different CDs, which is fine because you just swap them in and out. I was not that smart. I would like have the Pokemon soundtrack and then like on one CD and then on the second CD, maybe swap out two songs, but still have like the eight ones from the other one. And he's like, you're wasting a CD. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, not waiting. No, I'm making the last one better. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I am altering it because I'm going to listen to these eight songs and now these two new ones I put on. He's like, or, or you could just switch CDs. I'm like, that takes a whole lot of work. He's like, you have a Walkman. It's literally up, down, put it on. I'm like, yeah, but see, all that time that you did that, I had switched to my next song by just clicking next. And he's like, <laughs> can't talk to you anymore <laughs> um and we haven't spoken since no um, yo like those are really good examples now in terms of other things like outside of i guess the music side of things are you guys into video games at all did you grow up with like n64s ps2s i'm assuming it's a very like a guy thing to ask but like did you ever play like a mario kart did you ever get mad at a mario kart <laughs> i love mario kart for sure what i miss is to be honest 
Yeah. Wii, Here we go. <laughs> like, I got a Wii and like I loved that thing. And to this day, I still try to play it. Here yeah. I am two weeks ago looking for my Wii Sports, can't find it, but also can't buy it. So that's, <laughs> that's my frustration of video games yeah. lately. Really? But I also had a Game Boy Advance SP that I still use to this day. You know what? After this, I'm gonna be like Jess. What's your Game Boy tag? Because I have, I have, I still have my Game Boy here too. I actually have a Game Boy Color like in arm reach, but <laughs> but you know what I noticed about the Game Boy Color when you were younger, you thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and then when I recently got it, and I'm like, oh, my nephew will love this because it's just a handheld device. No, I felt bad for giving it to him because it's pure daylight, it's pure sun outside, and he's like, I can't see the screen. I'm like, I can't see the screen. I'm like, my eyes are good, like everything else is clear. I don't know how we played it. I don't know how yeah. I played it in the dark. Yeah. And uh, GameCubes were, were pretty oh, yeah. sick. I think like every, cause I used to, when I would come home from school, I would go to like my neighbor's house with her kids with my brother and we would just go in their basement and we'd set up the GameCube, like put in like Mario Kart or whatever. And we'd just be like, gaming for hours gaming yeah and then and my mom would be like all right come home now and we're like no because we didn't have a gamecube yeah <laughs> like, no, we must stay for the gamecube i i feel like when we were younger so and i'll let you go with jess in a minute there but uh i would spend like friday nights going to my friend's house and like it used to be like now kids can just play at home you just add your friend and you can play at home you had to set it up at a friend's house like if you had the game the game came out it's like Oh my God, Brian has the game. Oh, we're all gonna like love Brian for like the next two weeks, right? Yeah, that's the deal here. It's like, okay, like invite Brian over and we'll play the game. And then they had with the PlayStation, it was like the multi-tap. So then you could plug in four different controllers. And mm -hmm. then whoever had the multi-tap, when it was their time to go, it's like instant why I feel like our generation, some of it get up, get offended on social media. But I think a lot of it is just like, it, it's like water on a duck's back. Cause you got yelled at as the person who's like, uh, yeah, Robert has to go. Does the multi-tap have to go? Well, yeah, it's it's Robert's. Fuck Robert. We don't <laughs> like Robert anymore. It's like, you just loved me five minutes ago because I brought the multi-tap. Yeah, but now you're going, so you're a piece of shit. So then like, he comes by next week and, hey, it's Robert again. He's like, I know how this goes. You love me until I have to go. It's like, that's the deal, Robert. You don't, don't mess this up for us. I was the kid who had the hockey net and hockey gear. So I, I, I was like the kid that right after school, they'd come and knock for you and be like, we love Brian. Like he's okay at hockey, but he also has the two nets. And then you'd hear your mom, like, cause we only lived around a corner. She'd be like, Brian, homework. And I'd be like, Oh fuck. And then you'd be like, really? You got to go home for homework. I'm like, if I don't go home, I'm getting three across the arse. So like, I got to go. And they were like, Get, take three across the arse for us. Take three across. I'm like, no, I'm not taking three across the arse for you. Like you, you don't understand how serious this is. I'm taking this stuff and going. And the worst part is, as much as I trust my friends, I'm like, you can bring the nets home later. As soon as I get to the door, where are your nets? Uh, Andrew's going to bring them home like in five minutes. Oh, yeah? Did he do it last time? I, I think so. Might have been like an hour later. Yeah, you go back down there and take those nets off Andrew. They're your nets, but you still had to argue with him to take your own hockey nets. So I feel like our generation on social media is like, someone tells you like your music sucks or whatever. You're like, yeah, I heard that before when I was like seven. What are you going to do? <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, I miss the whole craze of Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Oh, really? Like, oh, wow. At one point, they were huge. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I still to this day play Rock Band all the time. And I just, I wish that, I wish it would come back. 
Ever since I, I watched, want- have you guys seen that movie, yeah. um, Couples Retreat? Yeah. And he like created rock band and they're like in the back with the guys like who work at the resort. Yeah, I don't know. That's just something that I uh, I was thinking about. It, it's funny. Come back. Yeah, it's it's funny to me because I'm looking at it and thinking of what generation would watch Big Bang Theory, and then they because there I think there is an earlier episode where they're playing like Wii Sports, and yeah. I think they're playing Guitar Hero, and then it's like Sheldon's like, oh, it's like that's great support from our lead singer, or oh, it's great support from our lead bowler, and there's probably a generation going like, oh, what? Like I, I don't get it. Our generation grew up with Friends, and I think the next one kind of has How I Met Your Mother, which is awesome too. Yeah. But, but I, I do like what you said there because, of course, with gaming and when you mentioned about just staying home and having friends over, it's like, yeah, that's like the worst moment in the world. It's like, you have to go. It's like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go. How many blue shells have ruined friendships, I wonder, where it's like, I'm going to win this race. It's like, no, you're not. The last thing I want to mention, of course, going off this topic is how are you guys keeping busy during COVID? I mean, when it first started, I'm assuming like there's a lot of, oh, what are we going to do with music wise? Because people are doing Instagram lives to keep fans busy. So take me through the whole process of say year one COVID to year two COVID and how have you guys been keeping busy? Go ahead, Tay. Oh, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Tay. <laughs> well, personally, the beginning was really hard because obviously like many other people, it was like, what do I do? Like I got laid off for a bit. So I was like, holy camoli, look at all this time on my hands. What should I do? And then I was also like dealing with the, oh, I have absolutely no motivation to do anything. So that was definitely like the first part of it. And I think like, obviously a lot of people like found in music too, like that there was like not a lot of motivation there at the beginning. Yeah. Whereas now like, you get you've gotten like into the swing of things like you realize this is like the new normal for now so we kind of have like um been doing lots of writing which is like amazing so we've been writing a ton lately which i think is like another great way just to like continue in music in any way and then also just like our new music has really helped us like gain back some more motivation and be like oh yeah like now we have some new stuff out like we got lots of stuff going on which is really nice and then hopefully when the summer comes, maybe some shows. That would be nice. I'm holding out hope for that. <laughs> I really am. Yeah, I, I agree with what Taylor said. Like, I never stopped working because I, like, my day job, I work for a bank. So, like, we were always open because it's essential. So, I was always working. So, it was kind of nice that I still had that kind of normalcy throughout when everyone was, like, quarantining, like, laid off, staying home for months. And, like, yeah. That was, like, good for me, but, like, me and Tay both definitely got in, like, this kind of rut with our music, and we're, like, kind of not having it. We're, like, okay, this is ruining everything, whatever. And then we were just, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get out of this. Let's put out some music. Let's record. So, yeah. So, we got into the studio, no, October, maybe. October. And then, um, yeah, now we've got new music out and that's really motivated us to just write a lot so that we can get some more music out and just survive this pandemic (laughs) that is a mess over here in Ontario. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the answers. I like Oknover. That That's probably going to be what this episode is going to be called. Just yeah. just, just yeah. Oknover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I feel like this. I feel like that. Oh, that's an April. That's an April first joke that's gone over the head. You should do it for next. Do it for next year. We've got tour dates. We're coming out in October. People are like, I'm so excited, but I don't know when October is. Where is October? Is it October? Is it November? Where is it? It's like it's we in the middle. We decided that October and November don't stand well on their own, so yeah. Just put them that's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Jess and Tay for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.